Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and I'm joined here at the King Power Stadium by Jordan Blackwell. And uh, we're going to be discussing Claude Puel's press conference and preparations for the visit of the league leaders, all conquering Manchester City here tomorrow. Before we, uh, I bring Jordan in and we talk about the team news, just remind you, beer52.com, we've got a free beer offer. If you go to beer52.com, use the uh, the registration uh, line Leicester to register, you'll get eight beers from around the world to enjoy. And all you've got to do is pay the postage and packing, so check out beer52.com. Now, Jordan, team news. Um, we were really concerned, weren't we, after the Stoke game, to see uh, Vicente Abora limping away from uh, the Bet365 stadium with an ankle injury, and also Ben Chilwell missed that game with a knee injury. Uh, what's their situation ahead of this game? It's good news. Um, both Ibora and Chilwell are, are, are fit and ready to play against Manchester City. There didn't seem to be any sort of lingering issues there, and obviously they've had they both had a couple of weeks break um, with the internationals uh, ongoing. Uh, the only injury issues for Leicester at the minute, um, and Puel did add that uh, none of the international players had come back with any injuries he said there was a little bit of tiredness but he said that's fairly normal so the only injury issues at the minute are still Robert Huth and Matty James um, but it seems like they're making progress as well I think Puel suggested that they're not training with the group yet but they're sort of I think they're doing sort of physio work and, and running and that kind of thing and he says he hopes to see them back maybe at the end of November beginning of December I mean that's great news with uh, Abora in particular because he's uh, he's become quite an important player for City certainly in the system that Puel is uh, employing at the moment and he scored his first goal for the club as well at Stoke two weeks ago um, and against the side of um, Man City's calibre you know, you've know, got to have your best players out on the pitch Yeah definitely I think the last I think really since Swansea Swansea was his first really good game and he's played played Leeds uh, at Everton and Stoke since then and I think he's really started to settle in uh, we know he's uh, a high-class defensive midfielder in the more traditional sort of sitting in front of the back four, sort of mopping things up, spraying the ball wide. But we've also seen him start to play forward passes, um, and we've also seen, you know, how important he is in in both boxes. You know, we saw that he was missed on on Peter Crouch's goal because he wasn't there on the front post to clear it away. But also, he had plenty of chances in the Stoke box. You know, he was getting on the end of things, and he had a, a few chances to score as well. And obviously, it did get his goal. So I, I think he's. All of a sudden, in, in, in the space of four games, he's become one of the key players at the, at the club. And like you say, against a team that's only dropped two points in 11 games, you need, you, you need your best players. Excellent. Uh, ben Chilwell, we saw that he was uh, brought straight into the side for Pearl's first game against Everton, playing as a, a left winger. Not mm-hmm. Normally he's a left back, playing as a left winger. Uh, with his injury absence at Stoke, uh, he re- rejigged it a bit, put Shinji Okazaki behind Vardy, Mares, and Damari Gray in the wide positions. Do you think with his defensive qualities that Chilwell will be in contention to face Man City and return in that position? Uh, I think... I think there's potential for that, yes. Um, you could also therefore say that Mark Albrighton has a, has a decent shout of getting his first un, first start under Puel as well because he's very good as a defensive 
minded winger. But I do think because the performance at Stoke was pretty good, I do think Puel will stick with that same lineup with Graham Mares out wide and Okazaki in the in the number ten role and try and get Okazaki to sort of maybe disrupt things in Man City's midfield um, and go from there. But I think I think Chilwell is is a possibility. Well, he did say. I mean, before we're going to get on to Man City in a, in, in a little bit, but. Uh, he did say in the press conference today that they weren't going to be defensive. They were going to go for it in this game. They've got you can't just defend against a side like Man City. You can't just hope to hang on for ninety minutes because you won't. Cause they'll be free scoring. Is it thirty-eight goals so far mm-hmm. in eleven get league games? Um, I think that, you know he's, he's shown that he's got a bit of an intent to go at Man City, hasn't he? Yeah, I think that's sensible. I think they've not really been tested defensively all that much. I mean, cause it's, I mean, it's very difficult. They keep the ball very well, so teams don't have the opportunity to to attack them but we saw last season that there are vulnerabilities in their defence you would say that most of those have gone they've obviously strengthened at fullback in particular Um, but there's certainly areas where Leicester can hurt them and Leicester have the of all the teams in the Premier League Leicester have the players that can hurt them you would say with with Gray and and Mahrez and Vardy in their pace that, that in particular could hurt Manchester City. So it makes sense, I think, for Puel to say, right, we're going to go at them because the other teams that have tried to defend against them haven't fared very well so far. Well, we have seen that they conceded goals at uh, Stoke and at West Bromwich Albion, didn't they? Two goals yeah. in both games. Uh, they still won both games, admittedly so, but uh, there is that case that uh, you know, if you get at them, if you go for them, uh, you might find a weakness. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's... We know... The likes, of, I mean, Ottomendi suspended as well. So there's, there might be, a, uh, you know, there's going to be, might be a new partnership at, at centre back depending on, on company's fitness. Um, and so, yeah, there are there are opportunities, and I think there are, you've seen a few glimpses of, of teams hurting them, but I don't think you've, you've seen it all that much yet. Uh, whether Leicester can be the, the first team to really punish them uh, at the back and maybe sort of press them when they're they're trying to knock it out and play it out from the back. Um, we'll wait and see Now we talked about the players that uh, are available um, but there's one that definitely isn't and won't be now uh, categorically until January the 1st Adrian Silva you've still got a feel for the guy he's gone to um, Cass on his own um, to appeal his situation they have said they will listen to the case but they're not going to fast track it and uh, they won't grant him uh, registration in the meantime so that means he definitely won't be able to play till. January the 1st, what did Puel say about it all? Well, he said it's a, it's a very difficult situation for him, which is understandable. I mean, we heard Craig Shakespeare say that a lot, and you know he's got to almost adjust to the mental side of things um, in terms of getting around not being able to play. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's disappointing for him. He said, Puel said that it, it'll be difficult for him because there's no he's training with no objective, there's no training in the week and then you get a game at the end of it it's just training and then and then training more the next yeah, week yeah. Um, and you can understand why that would be frustrating particularly for someone like him who's, who's had maybe 10 years of, of playing regularly um, so yeah the, there is some frustration there but it, it's only six weeks away and I think he's, he's probably um Probably feeling slightly more optimistic the, the closer January comes. Well, the journalistic equivalent would be uh, working on your shorthand for six months <laughs> without having to write a story, wouldn't it? So, you know, I can imagine how frustrating that would be. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, will. I mean, he'd be a great plus for the the uh, squad when he is available. He, it will be like he it will literally be a new signing yeah. uh, when he's actually registered. And uh, Paul said about um, you know he gives them another option in midfield. Yeah, definitely. I think the the um, Leicester looked fairly solid with. Ibora and um, 
and Didi in there over, over recent weeks but there will be plenty of games in, in the new year um, if Leicester get through to the the Carabao Cup semi-finals and then they've got the FA Cup starting in January as well all of a sudden they've got lots of games and I know there's Premier League midweek games at that time as well so there'll be plenty of games and we know that Powell likes to, to rotate if there's a, a sort of uh, plenty of games in a short space of time so I think we'll um, we'll see Silver regularly and it'll be a massive plus that he can he can just come hopefully come straight in and, uh, and have an impact straight away Well we did a story didn't we in the Mercury this week about the, uh, the, the festive period and how if you look at it, you examine the times between the games, uh, Leicester City have, uh, have come out the worst in terms of how much recovery time they've got between games. And, and in fact, Arsenal have three whole days more to recover in this, for the same amount of games. Yeah, because Leicester are, are playing Manchester United on the uh, on Saturday evening at 7.45, so that's the very last game before Christmas, while everyone else is playing earlier on that Saturday or, or, or earlier, or possibly on the Friday night. Um, then all of a sudden Leicester have got the game on the Boxing Day a few days later and then Leicester play three o'clock on New Year's Day whereas other teams have maybe not played until the second or the third so yes and I think Puel seem quite frustrated with that I know they obviously um, around the rest of Europe they are, they have a winter break so and it was his first taste of that last season um, and he said I think he described a period with Southampton when he had three games in five days as crazy because obviously Southampton are in the Europa League as well um, and so he sounded a little bit frustrated with that and I think he suggested that he'll have to rotate a lot and it's a, it's a difficult situation to manage. So around Christmas we could see um, we could see maybe some more of Leicester's fringe players get a game. Yeah, he was asked his opinion about it, wasn't he? And diplomatically he said, well, it's good for the fans. <laughs> yeah. Which, which it is. It's great for the people who love fo- watching football. Not so great when uh, you're a football manager and you're trying to get results with players that are fatigued. But talking about fatigue... He has changed things up, hasn't he? Um, he's revealed today that he's been moving uh, training times to allow the players more recovery from the international break. He said gone to afternoon training sessions so they get more time to sleep. I've not, I've not heard that before. No, no, that's that's fairly fairly rare. Sort of a, a manager sort of prioritising sleep, but um, he clearly seems to think it works. And I imagine he, it's something that he's tried before at, at one of his previous clubs or maybe a few of them. Um, so if he thinks it works. Uh, it could well do, um, but I think obviously it's important because of the the amount of travelling and the different time zones that that players have been in. It is important to try and get them sort of back in the rhythm of things at, at Leicester, and so maybe that's why they need that that extra bit of sleep and that extra those different uh, training times during this sort of end of international break period. Well, let's talk about Man City. I mean, they've been phenomenal this season for me. Kevin De Bruyne has been the best player. Yeah in the Premier League has been outstanding um, how on earth do you stop a side that has only dropped two points in 11 games so far this season they've just looked fantastic uh, with great difficulty it's going to um, be a, I mean Danny Simpson I think was an understatement when he said it's the toughest test of the season I mean it's, it's almost an impossible test yeah I think you know, we've seen Leicester play against those top six teams so far they've played obviously played Arsenal Manchester United Chelsea and Liverpool and they have been Leicester's most difficult games this is almost a step above that. They're mm. almost they're on their own a little bit. They're head and shoulders above it. They are. They are with the with the movement and with the passing that they have in that that, that front six, um, and then the quality and the finishing that you get from Aguero and, and Gabriel Jesus, they do seem un, unstoppable. And, and Puel described them. He said they were with PSG, the best team in Europe at the moment. And I think that's probably a fair description because even the Champions League, they're going really well as well. Uh, they've beaten Napoli twice. They're on a English record 15 game 
winning run. Um, so, so to, to stop that it, it, it's extremely difficult and I, I'm not sure how Leicester do it to be honest Well I remember last season when they came here and obviously Leicester won 4-2 and uh, defensively they were all over the place Man City and Pep Guardiola came into the Amiga suite which is just behind us and uh, was asked about his size defending and the tackling he said ah oh, we, do, we don't do the t- I'm not a coach for the tackles we don't practice the tackles and we all thought hey you know he's, he's, this might be one, uh, uh, you know, one step too far for him in terms of uh, the realities of English football but he's stuck with his methods hasn't he he's stuck with the players playing out from the goalkeeper to the defenders dropping deep he's, he's stuck to his principles hasn't he and it's really now starting to uh, bear fruit for him yeah and I th- I, he, he was right to do that he enjoyed great success with Barcelona and Bayern Munich with, with those methods so just to you know to suck it off after a season of not really working all that well at Manchester City would have been would have been silly and we know these are his methods. He wasn't going to try to change to something else. Um, I think it helps that they have recruited really well over the summer. They've got sort of better options in attack in terms of rotation. They've got better fullbacks. You know, particularly Kyle Walker's probably one of the best uh, right backs in the league. Um, the goalkeeper Edison looks a lot more solid than Claudio Bravo did. So they have they have strengthened in the areas that, where they're a little bit weaker. Um, and given a, a season to to understand Guardiola's methods, they seem to be sort of um, that seems to be bearing fruit. Now. Fabian Delph playing as a wing back—that well, that, yes. that's, that's, that's the strange one. I mean, that might be an area that City can get. And you've quite rightly pointed out that uh, Otamendi is not available as well, and that might give them a little advantage. Although Company is an outstanding defender, but Aguero fainting on international duty now—that's got to be concern for Guardiola. Yes, but I think just just before we we started recording, I think I read that Guardiola said he's in perfect condition. Although I mean, only two days after having sort of checks in, in at a hospital, that seems probably not quite right. But having a yeah, having a dizzy spell, you know, just a few days earlier, I think you would try and be cautious about that. And it's not like they necessarily need him when they've got Jesus and all the other the players around him. But um, it seems like Aguero will play at least some part. Um, on Saturday well we've talked about um, Man City and we talked briefly about Leicester City's approach to this game but uh, what are the key areas for, 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 for City I mean they've got this new system this 4-2-3-1 we said there about we think you might still go with uh, Gray and Mares, the attacking intent let's talk about Mares. he's um, he's showing signs of getting back to his best form under Paul I mean I don't know if it's the language thing the, you know, the, the fact he's got a manager who speaks French and can relate to him a bit more but um, he seems a lot more comfortable and, and happier than he... Obviously, we knew he was distracted in the summer and unsettled, but he seems to be settling down now. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think really we started to see the, the return of his good form just before Puel came in. We, he scored that, that late goal against West Brom in Shakespeare's last game. He was excellent against Swansea in, in Appleton's first game, and then obviously he came on and scored against um, Leeds in, in Appleton's second game. And he's continued that, and he's, he, he did well against um, Everton, setting up setting up Vardy's goal. Did well against Stoke. Got, got Scored a goal vintage there. goal. Yes, didn't exactly. That was he's, he's, you know, he's he's had a good run now of getting assists and goals in every game, um, and that's exactly what he did two seasons ago. He he, he never once looked like he wasn't going to get an assist or a goal in every game, um, and the fact that he's got that run now, he's. he's you know he's had five games where he's played pretty well in all of them, uh, and sometimes extremely well. That's probably given him a fair bit of confidence, and I think 
I think you're right in probably saying that the the language thing will help. I think uh, you know they are they are both French speakers, and I think that does bring a, a connection. Even though Morris is obviously his English is fine, he's been he's been in England for a while now. But I think that does help build a connection. And I think maybe there's a bit more trust there then in the manager and his methods. Um, and so hopefully we'll start to see him progressing. And I think we're probably maybe ten percent away from the, from the title winning form, but. Was certainly, I think this is the closest we've been since that season. Well, I hope that his hearing's returned after uh, his press conference <laughs> on Algerian national duty when the uh, the new manager of the Algerian national team picked out a journalist for uh, a particular outburst that was. I've never seen anything like that. You've seen the video. It's on social media and everywhere. Maris was sat there looking completely bemused whilst uh, one radio journalist was called the enemy of the national team. So uh, hopefully his hearing's returned. It's not still ringing, and uh, he can listen to the instructions for. For tomorrow's game, so uh, there's lots of stories coming out today's press conference with Claude Puel. They're on the, the Mercury website now. Check out our Facebook page as well for all the stories, and uh, and and we've also got a live blog uh, running right through the game tomorrow as well. And uh, you can follow us all on the Mercury website. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you uh, next time.